welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with your host, Mac Atram, your business coach. And today I have the pleasure to bring an, another expert to you. Now, this particular gentleman, he's a whiz. He's an, he's an amazing wizard when it comes to the subject of networking. Now, he spent three, over three decades as an entrepreneur, over three decades in direct sales, which means you've got to be able to communicate. You've got to be able to build rapport with people. You've got to build it so well in a way that they want to have a conversation with you and ultimately want to do business with you. We're going to hear more in a moment. So welcome, 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 Stephen Gregg to the Business Success Show. Well, thank you, Mac. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me on the show. I love doing these podcasts. I love doing these shows. So, you know, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to serve you and your audience as well. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, Stephen's joining us all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. So thank you for being here with us. So let's start with this. So I often like to start these, um, these interviews, these talks about Talking about your entrepreneurial background, because all our guests have different backgrounds, how they got to do what they are doing now. What was your, what's your story, my friend? Sure. You know, it's interesting that you asked about the story, because one thing about my background, but it's a whole different thing about the story. So, okay. you know, actually, when I was 18 years old, I had a very unique situation. Um, I moved from San Jose. Um, I, my mom worked at Hewlett Packard and, you know, HP, and she was working there as a, as a manager. And they let her go just out of the blue because, you know, that was Silicon Valley where all the young whippersnappers were coming out of college. And so she was the old, you know, old school. So they basically pushed all the old people out, put all the young people out so they could build the Silicon Valley of today. You know, uh -huh. the Facebook, the Facebook, the um, all the things that are happening in Silicon Valley, Northern California. Yeah. So she had to leave. So we moved out to Southern California. And one decision I made that day was I'm never, ever going to work for someone else. I'm never going to build a family and have my family be dependent on a company to, you know, and they can just kick me out now. So that was a big decision that happened. You made that decision at the age of 18. At the age of 17. 17. That's when it wow. Yep. Okay. And okay. then from that point on, I started being an entrepreneur and I uh, moved out to, when I graduated at 17, I moved out to um, Los Angeles, California. And I started my entrepreneur career. I went to college for a little bit, but didn't finish. I was in fashion design, designing merchandising. Okay. Fashion, fit them. I went to fit them. But um, the big thing that happened was I watched a video. I had a girlfriend whose father brought over a video to me. And that video was called Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys. Oh, really? And that video touched me like nothing else by a guy named Jawanza Kanjufu. And oh. that video, I said, okay, I got to do something about our community because something's going on. I started learning about who I was from the from a Hebrew standpoint, and I started learning about all these things and about this major conspiracy. So I went down to Tent City and I started seeing all these homeless, and I was like, I got to do something. I'm 18 years old now, so yeah. I write out this big page, this four page document of this big community center that I wanted to build with all these, um, you know, restaurants and and things and, and all this entertainment and all this stuff 
like a gym and, and how to train people and coaching and, and money management and all these different projects in this one big community center. And I was going to build these community centers in every major city around the world. That was my dream at 18 years old. Right. I wrote out this four-page document, and I just went on a hot pursuit. So I got into car sales, started selling cars, did okay there, and then I got into network marketing. And, you know, I didn't know what I was doing because I was very shy. I was very insecure. I was very scared to, I didn't know how to communicate. You mentioned that. But I was good one-on-one, but in a group, I wasn't very good. Right. And so my first 12 years in network marketing, I failed. Oh, wow. And so I lost a lot of money. And But that's where I started. I started in direct sales and network marketing and selling cars and insurance, just trying to make a lot of money to be able to build these centers. But yeah. I didn't have the, you know, I didn't want to give the idea away to some rich guy because I didn't think they would do what I wanted to do with it. So I kept it in myself and uh-huh. just kind of went on this hot pursuit of entrepreneurship to, to go and build this, this big project. Which so you had, the compilation of that later. Got it. I want to hear more about it in a moment. So you had the vision that, hey, this is what I want to do. And you realize that in order to achieve it, there's, there, so that became a driver for you, a big why, a mission-driven thing. Um, and you knew that you had to be able to, you have to be able to sell. You have to be able to out there make money in order to, for this dream to become a reality, right? Well, yeah, because that's all I really knew. I knew I wasn't going to get a job doing it. So, because yeah. I, I already saw what happened with my mom, um, I knew the only thing I knew how to do was sell because I didn't have any other schooling. I well, who taught you how to sell? Where did you learn how to sell? Great question. Um, I was uh, when it, the first sales job I ever had um, was the car business. I was working at a at a um, membership selling selling videos videos like a video uh, you know selling DVDs not selling right. them but you know, right. video marketing and it was not video marketing but videos. And then a guy came in and offered me a job at a car dealership. So I said, yeah, I'll go do it. And I was 18 years old. So as soon as I turned 18 years old, he got me the job at the car dealership. And he, I went and I got I'm trained by all these older guys. I was 18 years old. Everybody at the car dealership was 40, 50 years old. So I was kind of dove, dove in with all these older guys that really taught me the skills of how to communicate selling a car. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, selling cars in Inglewood at that time in the, in the 80s, it wasn't an easy task. It was difficult. And I was young with no experience. So that made it even harder. So I had to get better. So I started reading books, Anthony Robbins book. I started listening to Zig Ziglar, started listening to Tony Robbins, started learning and training. But as and, and I was learning on the job, I was just on the job training, just figuring it out. And, and then once I left there, I got into selling members, selling at uh, Circuit City. Right. Started working there, selling uh, major appliances. Then I got into uh, health insurance, selling health insurance. Then I started getting some skills because I'm around all these top producers that yeah. were teaching me, you know, the skill sets. But I was still learning. I was still doing okay, but not really rocking the world and making a lot of money. But I was doing okay. I was surviving. And making some, you know, what, what our audience don't know here right now is you have, in the last 22 years, trained more than 20,000 uh, sales professionals, coaches, networkers, yeah. small business owners. Um, and like, so there must be a time when there was a shift for you that took you from just being average at an 18, yeah. 19, 20 year old to actually now I've figured it out. I, yeah. I know I know how to create success. What was the turning point? What was the shift? Great, great, great point. That was the next thing. because. After all of that, so now 12 years go by, I'm not doing, I'm doing okay. 
I moved to Orange County and then I started getting to network marketing company and a company called Nutrition for Life. There right. were two people there, one named Chris McGarrahan, another guy named Kevin Chido, who was the infomercial king. He was the infomercial king of the world, did $5 billion in business online. Okay. One infomercial before there was internet. Yeah. He trained me. He and Chris oh, wow. trained me. This guy was an eight, nine figure income earner and he trained us how to do direct sales. He trained us the right way. I got involved in an infomercial business. I did really well there. And he really taught me the skills of what to say and how to say it to convey my message to get people to want to do business with me. So now I learned it. Now I had to practice it. So then I went to Aflac, company on TV with the duck. And right. I went to Aflac. And my first two years there, I mean, I crushed it. I killed it. I mean, it was crazy. They had to, got to the point where they were having their entire offices come to me to train the, all the management how to sell Aflac. Affleck's a 50-year-old company. Wow. But they were having me come because what I was doing was so different than they were used to. And then I trained a lot of people in Affleck, and I started learning how to train. Because at that time, I used to be shy still. I didn't know how to speak in front of people, but okay. I made a decision. I still wanted to build this big company, so I knew I was going to have to figure it out. So, so I just kind of did it by, you know, just by accident, and then I started training people there. You, know, you see, what I'm hearing you say is that, look, it wasn't an easy journey. You knew what you wanted. However... You was daily trying to figure it out. And clearly, you said, I had, a ment I had two mentors who actually mentored me through this. I found myself in the right environment. What so let me ask you something, Stephen. From your experience in sales, personal development, business development, how important are those two things? Having a, a mentor or a coach, being in, in the right environment with the right people, how important is that to creating success? Great, great question. Those two are super important, but I'm going to step one step back before that. Go for it. You got you to gotta have a big dream that you believe in. That was the driving force because I would have figured it out. If mm. It would have taken me 40 years, I would have figured it out. Right. But because I had a gigantic dream, the bigger the dream, the more you're willing to do what it takes to learn it. That's so it. That was the first thing. Once I had the big dream, then with the, the, the mentor and the coach basically shortcuts your learning curve. Mm. That's what I do for people today. That's what you probably do for people. You shorten okay. the learning curve because if someone has a big dream and a big why, you know, we all figure it out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can either do it the hard way by, you know, trial and error, the ro road of hard knocks like I did first 12 years. Yeah. If I would have had those same mentors my first year, I would have figured it out in one year. It would just shortcut my learning curve. Yeah. So uh, having a coach, um, but more importantly, being coachable is the mm. key element because I could have had a great coach. But if I didn't listen to them and do what they said, I would still be in the same spot. So <laughs> you, you not only have to have a great coach you that can teach you what you need to know, that can take you where you want to go, but you got to be the right person to listen and do what they say. Because that's where a lot of people have fought, fail. They don't, they're not coachable. They don't. I'd rather run into traffic with my you know needle stuck in my eye being chased by a pit bull than to coach someone who's uncoachable. That's that's a waste of time, energy, and everything, right? It's a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> exactly. Listen. <laughs> Tell us some, some of the success stories, because I know you've had some success stories with the, your clients uh, in terms of where they were to where they are now. You know, what have you taken them through? What kind of success stories are we talking about here? Go for sure, it. Sure, sure. Well, I get to tell a ton in Affleck, but the last uh, company I was in was a real estate investment school about 12 years ago, and it cost $20,000 to join that business. It okay. was a direct sales company. So you, I would go networking. I would meet people networking. And then I'd bring them to a presentation, they'd see the education, and then the next day they'd cut me a check for $20,000 or 
um, credit card. And so I literally, I had the fastest growing organization in that company at $20,000 of sale, put over seven figures in my bank account, trained a lot of people. But what ended up happening during that training, there was a lot of people that were in my office that wanted to learn how to do what I was doing. So I took the same system Kevin taught me 12 years ago, uh-huh. put it in that company now. And now I had friends like a buddy named Jay. Jay was broke. He had no money. He had no um, skill set. He was scared. We met at a Denny's. He was crying. Since Stephen, I'm about to go into foreclosure. I don't know what to do. So I said, well, join the business with me. You don't have the money. I'll pay your way. You come in, follow what I teach you. You do everything I tell you, you'll be fine. I said, okay, no problem. So he did. He shadowed me for about a year. Um, he's, he probably does $10 million a year now in real estate investing. He took the same exact system that I taught, put it into real estate business, and his business exploded. And he now he wrote a book. Um, called Cashflow Diary. He does great, you know, great friend of mine. And we used to go to church together. He's a great friend. So he's doing amazing. And us, he's trained a lot of people that same exact system. Look, that's great, 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 great example, by the way. Someone taking a buddy who's broke, nothing, no skill set, take them through your mentor and your coaching, shift their mindset, shift the way they do things, now smashing over 10 million a year. Now, tell us maybe three tips or three secrets or three principles that Jay had to implement, usually because obviously we we only here for a short time, so you can't. But what are two or three key things that he had to instill, or embody, or to or or adapt or adopt into his life in order to 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 really start smashing it? Sure. The number one he had to do is he had to learn the four levels of learning. He had to learn how his brain worked. Because what happens with a lot of people, they don't know how their brain works when it comes to learning new information. So mm-hmm. that they they quit too soon. I teach a technique called the four levels of learning, which means I'll just kind of briefly go through because I know we're short on time. Sure. It's called the, the four levels are you got to become unconsciously incompetent first. That mm-hmm. means you don't know what you don't know. Right. So like right now, people don't know certain techniques on how to network. They don't know, but they don't know they don't know. They're unconsciously incompetent. Okay. Yeah. Then they move to the second stage. They call become consciously incompetent. That means you now are aware of the things you don't know, but you still don't know how to do it. The third stage is you become consciously competent. That means you start doing the activity. I want to stop there because that's where most people stick. Yeah. Most people that are average are consciously competent. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. They do it, but they always are thinking, okay, now how do I do that again? Or they're always learning. They're always trying to figure it out. Right. They never move to the fourth stage, which is called unconscious competence. That means they do it without thinking. It's automatic. Can I give you a quick story about this? Go for it. Go for it. My, my daughter. My daughter was, um, she when she was seven years old, we lived next to the door this lady that had a pogo stick. She was like six years old. And she was like, I want a pogo stick. I said, no problem. I, I'll teach you the pogo. So I bought her one. I said, okay, we're going to learn how to do the pogo stick. She was okay. I said, hop on. So she hopped on. She fell off after two, fell off after three. I said, do you really want to learn? She said, yeah. I said, okay, hop on the pogo. I want you to hit five pogos. She was okay. She hopped on. She did two, and then three, and she finally hit five pogos. I said, Jaden, I want you to hit 10 pogos. She was okay. So she hopped on. She did two, and then five, and then three, and then eight. She hit 10 pogos. I said, Jaden, I want you to hit 20 pogos. She goes, Dad, I can't do 20 pogos. <laughs> I said, do you trust me? She goes, yeah, I said, I do. I said, okay, hop on the pogo stick. So she hopped on, and she did five, and then eight, and then 12, then she finally hit 20 pogos. I said, Jaden, I want you to hit 50 pogos. She goes, Dad, you're crazy. I'm going in the house. There is no way I can do 50 pogos. I said, Jaden, do you trust me? She goes, yeah. I said, hop on the pogo. Trust me on this one. She goes, okay. 
So she hopped on and she did 12 and then 18 and then 14 and then 32. And then she finally hit 50 Pogos. I said, Jaden, I want you to hit 100 Pogos. She was, Dad, I'm going to play video games. <laughs> there is no way I could do 100 Pogos. I said, Jaden, do you trust me? She said, yeah, I do trust you. I said, okay, hop on the Pogo set. She hopped on. She did 14. She did 13. Then she did 78, 32, then 49. She finally hit 50. She hit 70. She got to 100. Then she got to 200. Then she hit 300. She got to 400. She hit wow. 500 on the same jump. On the she same jump. She got to 600. Wow. She hit to 700. She got to 800. And she fell off the Pogo at 963 Pogos. Wow. Wow. So, how did she, so here was the question. How did she go from 50 to 963 Pogos in one jump? Here's how. It's because her brain kicked into the fourth level of learning. Once your brain kicks into the fourth level, you can't, she couldn't get off the pogo. Right. I have a picture of her doing the pogo stick with no hands at that point. She mm -hmm. was on it for 15 straight minutes. The only reason why she got off because she was bored. She wanted to go do something different. Right. You got to understand, most people don't know how their brain works. So what ends up happening, they start to learn something new and they quit too soon. Yeah. They said, oh, I can't do it. I'm not that type of person. This is not my personality. You're right. It's not your personality. Uh -huh. You got to practice. The only way you learn how to do anything is practice. And your brain has to go through four levels to learn anything you want to learn. No matter if it's tying your shoe or being a brain surgeon. It's the same. Great example. So, so, so you and I, Mac, what we do for people is we take them through that four levels. You mm -hmm. may not have known that, but that's what we're doing. We're taking them through the four levels of learning so that they don't have to go through six years of learning it, they can do it in two weeks. Right. So that's all we're doing. So I understood how the four levels work for, for Jay, and I just drug them through the four levels like I did with my daughter on Pogo Stick. And so when they did a year, he now knew how to build the business. He knew what to do. He knew the right words, and he went and built the business, and the results worked for him. There you that's go. That's number one. Number two tip that, that he had to do, he had to learn the four core beliefs this four core belief that a person has to have if they want to be successful in anything also. The first four, the first core is that you have to believe that your product is, the, that your product is the best, your company is the best, that your services are, that you offer are the best. And most importantly, that you're the best at what you do. Mm. Now, the best does not mean better than someone else. No. So no, I don't compare myself to you because no. I don't know your skill set. I don't know anything about you, but I believe I'm the best at what I do. I don't believe there's anyone on earth better than teaching networking skills than me. No one. I don't care who they are. I don't care what book they wrote, what price they charge. I don't care. I believe there's anyone better than teaching people and taking them through that skill set of, of networking better than me. No one at any price. So because I believe that, I attract my ideal customer. My yeah. customers want to do business with me because when people, when you're selling a product, you're not selling a product. You're selling your belief. Yeah. People are buying the belief that you have in yourself. Correct. And they pay you for it. And wow. so that's what clients do. So that's what I taught them is the four core beliefs. So that's the first core. The second is that you have to believe that they need the product. Uh huh. You have to believe that the person you're speaking to needs what you offer. I yep. believe everyone that's an entrepreneur, that's a small business owner, that's a coach, especially coaches, because a lot of coaches are great at coaching. They're not great at generating new business. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're great at doing what they do, but they're not great at converting leads. And I want to get so, I want to get to that in a moment as well. Once yeah. you you give us these tips, I want to get to that. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're not good at that. So they they need to learn that. So you know, coaches and network marketers and stuff like that. They need to learn the skill set. So they need to believe that they the but the people they need they got to believe that the customer needs what they offer. Mm -hmm. That's the second thing. The third 
is that they have to believe that they're doing them a favor by offering it. Mm. And this is a tricky part because a lot of people say, well, I don't want to say that to people. You're right. You don't say it to them. <laughs> you never say, yeah, I'm doing you a favor by coaching. <laughs> no, no, but you got to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to believe that you're doing the favor. Because when I coach someone and someone decides to work with me, they're not doing me a favor by coaching me. No. <laughs> I'm doing them a favor by allowing them to coach for me because I don't coach everyone. Yeah. I'm very super selective of who I coach. Yeah. Because I have I have limited time and I want to work with the right people because I expect results. I have an expectation. If they're not getting re- if they're not going to get results within two weeks, then they don't need to work with me. That's not the person I'm not person. So that's my intent. So because of that, I'm doing them a favor um, that I'm coaching them. They're not doing me a favor by paying. They're thanking me for paying. Yeah, you understand. That's the third core belief, and the fourth is that I'm doing this. It's their loss if they say no. Mm, these are strong beliefs. Yeah, very strong. Core, core, because it's their loss. It's not my loss if someone doesn't coach me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their loss because they're the ones going to have to go through the four levels and figure it out. I already know the information. I'm just going to yeah. get another client just like them. It doesn't. It doesn't affect my business. That's true. It's right. going to affect their business. And you just said something there in terms of why belief is so, so important. And without having those beliefs, there's that it creates uncertainty. But if you believe you've got a best product, you are the best person to deliver this thing, that there's no other product that's better than that. If you have all these beliefs, then yeah, all go. Now, I'm conscious of time. And what I want to go down, if it's okay with you, uh, Stephen, is how does one, we know networking is important. Yes. And building rapport is important. But how does one become a better networker in order to attract the right people and ultimately do business with those people in order to make more money generate great costs? question great question well there's a, a few things you have to have when you go networking this is where a big problems happening in the marketplace that's the reason why i created my networking conversion secrets website because uh-huh. there's a lot of people right now that are struggling with networking because i don't know what happened but going from offline networking to online something changed because when I used to go networking at a chamber of commerce, the whole, the reason why you go there is to build relationships and build and generate income, find a client. That's why you go, you go to a chain, you know, any type of networking group offline, you go there with the intent to find clients. Yeah. But online networking, some reason, everybody now believes you go there to build relationships. And if you think about that, if you go there to build relationships, it might take you a month, two months, six months before building a relationship. Well, I don't know about you, Matt, but my kids like to eat every day. <laughs> I would say that again. <laughs> I can't wait six months for someone to possibly give me a referral. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like right now, nobody's thinking about me right now to give me a referral. They're thinking about their own business. Correct. So when I go networking, I go, the number one thing you have to have is intent. Mm. The intent to generate a lead and convert that lead to a prospect. Now, I because of time, I don't have to take time to teach how to do that but my website networking conversion secrets i actually go through that process of how to convert leads to prospects because elevator pitches don't work mm. i know that's probably a shock yeah, yeah a lot of people use the words elevator pitches or 30 second commercials they're limited to work here's why because an elevator pitch or a 30 second commercial is the same sentence almost every single time it's the same okay. words so think about this. If I put on the same commercial every time, how much are you going to hear? Right, the same. You're going to tune it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I teach a very advanced formula called an audio business card. So I can get on a networking group and I say my audio business card 
and I can book four, five, six, seven appointments in one day. Okay. In the same in, in people that know me, the same group. And, hey, and listen, are you listening to this guy? Are you listening to Stephen Gregg right now? How would you like to walk into a room or have an online conversation? All networking online, offline, doesn't matter, but using the right language, the right type of communication, able to turn opportunities, leads into clients. That's what we're talking about here. I love it, by the way, Stephen. Fantastic. I don't, I don't, not many people are teaching what you are teaching. Carry on. Uh, there's virtually nobody teaching this system because this is a, it's called audio business card openers and inviting scripts. It's a three-step process. As a matter of fact, that little thing, that diagram behind me, it's yeah. converting leads into prospects and into invitations and then into presentations. It's a system. And I learned this over 30 years because that's been the problem. All these networkers, they, they just get out there and they talk about what they do. I'm a realtor. I'm a financial advisor. And I, what I say is I, what I do is I work with people that are struggling in networking. I teach them how to generate leads and convert those leads into sales within 24 hours so they can make more money and and you know, you know, fill their bank account if they want to. And then they say, well, how in the heck do I do that? And I say, <laughs> now the conversation is started. Now the dialogue is open, huh? Yeah, now they're gonna say, well, how do I do that? I'm saying, well, I have a system in place and if you're open to it, I can give you a free one hour strategy session and give you some very specific tips on some ways to be able to generate those leads through networking, how to convert them into sales within 24 hours. And then you can you generate two, three, four of those sales a week if you like. Would nice. you be open to that? You're right. Very, very good. Very and they're going to say yes or no. And if, if the right prospects in front of me, I'm going to get two, three, four appointments in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's how it works. And so the, the things that people need to learn are the right words. We're in the word business. Mm. In sales, you're in the business of words. And there's words that repel people and there's words that attract people. Yeah. And I'm in the fishing business. Fishing? fishing. Hunting, fishing. no? Yeah, fishing versus hunting. Yeah, I go fishing versus hunting. Don't tell people. Actually, let me do this, and then I want you to give us the analogy of fishing versus hunting. Okay. Now, you are listening to the Business Success Show with Stephen Gregg, the networking empresario. He is a whiz expert in this particular subject, and and also in sales. So, do follow, do subscribe uh, to this channel. Make sure you leave some comments as well. What did What did you learn? What did you here, what are you going to implement? What difference is it going to make to you? And let us know what other awesome experts you'd like us to bring to the Business Success Show. Now, Stephen, over to you in terms of going, uh, yeah, tell us about fishing and hunting. Uh, sure. A lot of people, especially, and I, I know what's happened on these networking groups. A lot of these networking groups probably got bombarded with network marketers or people that are in sales that go in there and try to sell their product right there on the spot. You get on there, yeah, I offer this cream and it does this. It can make you look better and you can lose 100 pounds in 10 minutes. And, you know, they get on there trying to sell the product. That's yeah. called hunting. It's kind of like if you're trying to hunt deer, you got your knife out there and you're chasing deer down, trying to kill the deer, right? The deer wow. is going to run from you. You're never going to catch a deer like that. But fishing, it takes finesse. You got to have a pole. You got to have a boat. You got to have a, maybe a, a bucket. You got to have a hook and you got to have some bait. So my audio business card is kind of like the bait. What I do is I, I send a little bait out there saying what I do is I work with people that are struggling or people that are in networking that are frustrated that, you know, have a problem with generating leads and converting those into sales. And what I do is I teach them how to do that in a very simple way so they can convert those leads into sales within 24 hours. That's my little bait. 
And then there's a hook on there too. And then they say, well, well, how do you do that? I said, well, I have a system in place. And if you're open to it, I can give you some very specific tips on how to do it. Now I just hooked them. Now, oh, it hooked them. Well, 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 man, that resonates with me. That's the biggest sentence I get all the time. That resonates with me. They don't know why it resonates, but I do, because I know what words I said yeah. they wanted to hear. Right. So then I hooked them. Now they're, they're hooked. And they're like, yeah, I want to find out more about that. Now I'm a real man. And if you're open to it, I can give you a free one-hour strategy session and give you some tips on how to do that. Would you be open to that? Yeah, I would. Great. Get your calendar handy. Right. Let's book it in. Yeah, let's go book a time in the calendar. And then I book a time in the calendar. Now they're in my calendar. What I just did, just that quick, in a matter of seconds, I converted a lead into a prospect. Excellent. Yeah, see, most people don't even know the difference between a lead and a prospect. That's right. That's right. They don't. A lead is name and contact information. Yeah. But a prospect is someone you've spoken to or communicated with that is open to learning more about what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal of a, of a networker is to cover leads to prospects. I went to a company called Network After Work. It's a big networking group online. And um, they, they actually hired me after they found out what I did because I went to one of their groups. It was two hours in Los Angeles. And I went there and I booked 14 appointments in two hours. Uh-huh. I made $22,000 in commissions in 24 hours. The <laughs> owner of the company said, how the heck did you do that? No one does that in our group. Right. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I got an event. You can come to my event. So I invited him to my event. And then they ended up hiring me to go around the country to train a lot of their people how to do this. Well, you're the expert. You're the man. You're the man. Listen, I was going to say, I usually say at this stage, um, how can people connect with you? What is the best way? Is it a website or, or what's the best way? To- yeah, well, well, let me tell you what I did. It, I, I don't coach everyone. Like I mentioned, I'm very selective with who I do coach. They have to be the right person at the right time. And the way they can get with me one-on-one, if they want to meet with me, I have a website called Meet Stephen Gregg, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-G-R-E-G-G, meetstephengregg.com. They can go there and book a time in my calendar. If they want that three-hour strategy session, then we can talk. But yeah. here's something else that I did. There's millions of people that are struggling to network. Yeah. And I said, well, how do I help them? Because my brand, I'm the mentor for the masses. I'm not the mentor for the few. Right. So I created a website called Networking Conversion Secrets. I went inside my head. I said, what are the exact steps every single person would need to know how to effectively network? I put him inside that website, Networking Conversion Secrets. I charged 100 bucks one time, lifetime membership. Okay. I basically gave it away because I want everyone that's out there, you know, to be able to feed the family. Yeah. To be able to take care of themselves because there's a lot of people struggling right now. And I meet them all the time networking and they're, they're scared. Prices are going up. Yeah. Income's going down and they don't know what to do. And the best way to fend for yourself is to learn how to effectively network. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody at any price at any system out there better than networking conversion secrets because it's, it's very simple, very specific, and there's no fluff. It's about three to four hours of training because it's exactly what to do to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. So I basically wanted to give that available and make that available for anyone who really wants to learn how to network. Okay, you heard it here. You know, if you want to meet with Stephen one-on-one, go to www.meetstephengreg.com and you can book time with him. He doesn't coach everyone, but he will spend time with select people. So don't waste his time. Don't waste your time. Be serious in what you're doing. You want to learn how to network better than network, networkingconversionsecrets.com. And I'm just, you know, Stephen's here has given us a lot of value. Check him out if you so wish. Stephen, I want to say thank you for spending time with us here. Thank you for the information, the nuggets you've given. 
said thank you for showing everyone how they can be better networkers, how to have a better mindset, and how to really go for it, knowing that with certainty will come result and the four levels of learning. Killer secret. So, Stephen, thank you. Any last words you want to say before we finish? Well, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. And, you know, we talked about that that dream, but watching that video countering the conspiracy to destroy black boys, yeah. well, that was the beginning of the story. Okay. The end of the story is I need a ministry called SavedByTruth.com. SavedByTruth.com. And, and SavedByTruth.com, I teach the Bible to pastors on 190 countries around the world. Fantastic. So I said I wanted to build those community centers. I'm actually doing something much bigger than that now. So I actually accomplished that dream now after the you know 12 years ago, and now I'm actually living exactly what I set out when I was 18 years old. So I'm not just helping black boys, I'm helping all boys, men and women around the world learn the word of God, which is the most valuable thing you can learn. That's so it. exactly doing exactly that. You gotta have a big dream that you believe in and go for it. That's amazing. You know, he's a man of faith. He's actually helping not only entrepreneurs, but people all over the world. Now, I'll say God bless you. Well done, Stephen. Keep doing what you're doing. And thank you, thank you for jumping onto the Business Success Show with us to really give us some inspiration as well. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mac. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Until we connect again, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Success Show. Remember to follow, subscribe, and leave comments here as well in terms of what moved you, what did you learn, and don't forget to connect with Stephen to get a lot more and learn more. So thank you. Until our paths cross again, God bless you. Bye for now.